Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here from HowToDrawComics.net, along with co-host Rick Bulo for another episode of the HTDC podcast. Today, we're talking about planning, scheduling, and deadlines, how they help us reach our goals, whether it be creating our first comic book or getting our skill up to scratch within a given time frame, and how sometimes confining yourself to a strict timeline might actually hold your work back from its full potential. So let's get into it. How you doing today, Rick? I'm doing actually really, really good. That's awesome, man. I'm in a good mood. I'm ready for this. It's been a while. Good, good. Staying on schedule, right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, some of <laughs> us are. Some of us are. Well, what are your thoughts on deadlines and scheduling? Have they served you in the past or constricted you in, in some way? In, maybe in a bad way. Maybe in a good way. Because sometimes, you know, we need a little bit of... Uh, uh, we need something to, to light the fire underneath us, to give us a little bit of get up and go, so to speak. It, it definitely, uh, a, a tight schedule will definitely push you to learn to produce faster, which is always good, because the more the more you can make, the more money you earn, after all. That's very but true. It can also, you, you can also, but you can also, on the other hand, in the bad sense, risk potential stress and more physical issues with it like uh, wrist and hand and shoulder shoulder issues because you have to work that hard and don't mm. and don't take proper care of yourself well it is interesting because i kind of agree with you on that in fact i think the biggest downside to having a strict schedule is that obviously there's going to be some suffrage of the quality of the work because you're underneath a deadline. There's only so much you can do within that time frame. And because you've got that cap, it's not like you can go ahead and put more detail into it than you know, you've know you got time for. And so that's what always kind of never sat right with me about scheduling and deadlines. Because, in fact, I look at comic books today, and I think that part of the reason that we're seeing some of the, the low-quality work that we're seeing, not to say it's all bad quality you know there's a there's a lot of comics out there which i love but you know the artists from back in the heyday of comic books who did put the time into detailing it out to putting all that rendering and shadow and stuff in you know the the simplified stylized look people say they like that stuff which is convenient because it's faster to do these days and it's also you know very time um what's the word i'm looking for it's very time saving essentially, which means, you know, comic book companies can pay these artists a, you know, not that great of a wage, but at the same time, the artists can actually get it done in the amount of time where that's not a big deal, where they're actually putting out more work anyway on a regular basis. So, you know, the page, the, the, the pay per page isn't really necessarily as huge of a deal as it would be if they were spending you know a lot longer on it but my point is is that work does suffer in terms of quality however on the flip side of that one thing that having a schedule did bring to me was the advantage of not allowing me to overthink things too much because that's essentially what causes me to spend more time on my work you know putting in the the extra amount of time into detailing and you know polishing and perfecting it and you know what man I've found that sometimes that's not always a good thing. In fact, oh, it no. can kind of like become overdone. You know, there is such a thing as overdoing your work. And I think it happens to a lot of people who just don't know where to stop. 
You know, they can spend Indeed. weeks on a single illustration. Oh yeah. Oh, I've been. I. 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 I was about to say I've been there, but I am there. Oh, you are there, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, remember the thing I said I'll have up like at the end of last month, the start of this. Hmm. That's that's the problem right now. That I'm overthinking it because I continue to see little little things. It's. It's my own mistake. I've become such a deep and big, big fan of a guy called a digital master called uh, Dan Luigi. Cool. And mm. he just puts so much detail in everything he does that, that. Yeah, and I've started do. I wanted to do do that more, and it just. And now I'm now I'm paying for it, so to speak. Well, how long does he take to produce his work? Have you seen, like, you know, videos where he's kind of explained his process and talked about, you know, the, the how he includes that level of detail in a reasonable amount of time? Because it's really about a reasonable amount of time, isn't it? You can have great mm -hmm. artists who are going to inevitably take a little bit longer just because they're putting in the extra quality. But it's about within doing it within a reasonable time frame because if it's an unrealistic one, that's just not going to work for anybody, including the artists. Like, you probably heard about the guy who spent like years working on this extremely intricate comic book, and you know by the time he was done, he was he was like you, you know it would take him till he was eighty to put out like five comic books going at that pace, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, my I use I use the excuse right now that the reason he's faster than me at it is because I'm still new at learning. But I also think that I'm being too critical. Even though even though I should be critical when I'm learning, of course, but I'm still thinking I'm too critical and looking too much into trying to replicate his the style of detail he puts in it instead of keeping my usual style of detail in it because my usual style of detail was detailed enough I'd say mm. so so I that's the bridge I need to cross right now like find my own pace in it and make it work so it works for me in in that in that way that so it still looks very detailed and good is the pace you're going at right now working for you though exactly it's not and that's what I'm trying to work I need to work and work more to get to work for me so what do you think needs to change for you to kind of adjust that natural pace at which you go at and make it a faster turnaround on your work do you think like what would you need because i think it's different for everybody like My i was just like you man for for a while there i'm surprised i'm even sticking to a schedule at the moment yeah, well, I I'd say that it's all just a matter of me learning to understand Photoshop better and learning their the the shortcuts that I know he uses, but it take where it takes when it takes him like two seconds to do, it still takes me like almost two minutes to do sometimes. Because mm, you're still learning and getting to know the yeah. process, right? But how long does that take you? Because you've probably been studying this guy for a while, right? Yeah, I've been studying. I've been studying him like on and off for like for a year. But it first first now like while I've while I've been you know since December I've been studying him like intently. Right, 
and you're still kind of getting it down, like maybe you're even exploring it a little bit deeper than just a surface level. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because you need, you need to understand, if you want to play a take up a, take up a style, in my opinion at least, you need to understand what's going on under the surface as well of the artist, or else it will never, ever, you will ever, never be satisfied because there will always be something missing that makes it look flat compared to what the other artists can do. Like, so many people are trying to look, to make their style look alike, a, a lot like, let's say, Joe Matt. Yeah. He's a cool and dude. They just can't. Yeah, he's really good. I love him. But they just, the people just can't because they just look at the surface, surface of things and then the soul and the and every everything that he brings to it is missing. Mm. Yeah. So you need to study them more intently and and learn to understand why they do what they do and not not just do it. You need to mm. understand why. Yeah, and I agree. That's the point. That's the point I'm caught uh, caught with right now with this Dan Luisi fellow, and that brings my scheduling really to a halt to a halt right now, unless. I turn the scheduling, uh, my my scheduling, as to being practice, mm. study, because I can, I can, I, I am fortunate enough to be able to do that for the for at least for at least the next week. That's fantastic. So, how many days a week, roughly, do you get to actually just sit down, Rick, and draw? Every day. Oh, nice. Like, like how much time? Like how many hours? would you say that's the that depends i've been really bad there uh, but the start of year it ha- has not gone <laughs> like i said it, i wanted it to be in wawa i've heard a few people resort. say that about 2019 actually yeah that it just you because, know it was supposed to be a good year but uh january ain't really uh setting well, them off to a good start i mean i got hit with the flu and then mm. the stomach flu and afterwards an e- even worse flu called the main flu so, I mean, that that in itself kind of halted my artis- uh, artistic advantages or advances at any time. I I could sit in sit an hour, and then I was my body was just too tired to do anything. And then I went in, slept for like ten hours, woke up, ate, drank, watched mm-hmm. some YouTube, mm-hmm. did uh, did, uh, did an hour work again, and. It just continued until then. Ah, uh, you went on YouTube. That explains everything. Ah, uh, you know when you wake up. <laughs> I mean, I was sick. I, I excused yeah. myself for being sick. Yeah, no, on, on a serious note, though, <laughs> fir- the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, that is one of the highest leverage things that you're going to do throughout your entire day exactly. because it's going to essentially put your mind in the place that it's going to be at from there on out. So if you do yeah. jump onto YouTube, which I do sometimes as well, Rick, first thing in the morning or Facebook or your email that is stupid. and you start checking stats, dude, it just like derails my focus for the rest of the day. It's like it sets the frame. Um, whereas, you know, contrast that with if you get up first thing in the morning and you just do the thing you know you're supposed to get onto right like what you've got scheduled in for that day it's surprising just how fast time can go by as you work because you just you get in the zone like straight up it's so easy yep 
we talk about this uh, we've talked about this many mm. times as well i remember and you you are right and i usually do that but I mean, i've used that i've used the i've just used the excuse eh, i'm sick it's okay but i totally agree with you that i but but uh because that's that's what everybody else with okay i'll quote unquote real jobs do right <laughs> yeah i mean that's it you know, when it's just you, though, it's it's kind of, it's like, you've got more control, of course, but, and, and I know, like, it sounds like I'm just whining here, but honestly, when it's just you, and you've got no boss there to tell you what to do, to to put your schedule into line, and, and make sure that you stick to it, that's when things get really tough, because then you've got to have this, this self-discipline that uh, one must develop to get anything done if they're working for themselves. And that's where things get a lot more difficult, at least in my experience, especially, you know, this year where I kind of put a halt on the on the teaching. You know, I'm not going back into the classroom and teaching this year. I'm focusing pretty much full-time on howtodrawcomics.net. So there's no, there's no real income coming in from anywhere else except howtodrawcomics.net, which pays... At a, on a very base level, right? There's not a whole lot of money being thrown around here at all. No. And and savings, essentially. That's it. That's all that, that I've got right now. But what that does is it gives me a huge amount of motivation to get a schedule together and to make sure that I stick with it because of the fear of what's going to happen if I don't. I mean, it's kind of like pretty cut and dry now. If I don't work my ass off for the foreseeable future... I am, I mean, you know, in the back of my mind, worst thing that can happen is I just go back and, and start teaching or get another job, whatever. But at the same time, there is that sense of, um, there's there's that sense Failure. of urgency there now. Yeah, of course, I can understand that. And all, all, also the the fact that you're not do, uh, doing it for yourself alone, you got a, you got, you got, you got, you got a girlfriend that even though you're both working and and can work for you on your own you, you still have that sense of okay she's she's part of my house she's part of my family it's a man's job to take care of you uh, take care of one's family right even oh, yeah. though we might not think it's in, in our genes to be the provider <laughs> so that in a sense should also be helping you to motivate you into pushing it even further to earn that money to an extent, I think it's more like, you know, the future family I want to have one day. Like, yeah. you know, I want to be able to look after them and provide for the family as a whole. You know, yeah. Miss Miss E, she is uh, Erica. She's very independent. She she takes care of herself pretty well, which is great. Oh, yeah. you know, and I like that, you know, we're both in a place where we're not like too dependent on one another. I think that's great because that can cause a lot of tension within a relationship. You know, getting a little bit off track here, but... Um, I think it is, you're 100% right, you know, when you've got other people depending on you, or when you've just, you've told your friends about what you're doing, it's like, you don't want to look like a fool in front of them, so you've got this kind of, uh, you know, you have these expectations that you've set, not just for yourself, but for your friends and your family as well, because the first thing that people are going to do when uh, they st when you start doing the thing that I'm doing, which is just leaving your job to pursue some entrepreneurial ambition that you've got, which 
you know, you haven't fully realized yet, first thing they do is, well, at first they kind of congratulate you and, and give you a pat on the back and they think it's super cool and they're encouraging. But then when the reality th sinks in and they're like, oh, damn, he really quit and he's really going after this thing, then it's like, yeah, you sure, you know, you don't want to get some part-time work, maybe, you know. Maybe you get yeah. taking this a little bit too far. You, you're checking that you've got enough enough money coming in. That kind of stuff. You could um, just cut down on the classes. You could, right? But here's the thing: yeah. uh, they call it they call it burning the boats, right? It comes from an old uh, old story. Um, I'm not sure what war it was. It was in medieval times, but they basically sailed to an island where they were about to do battle, and they burned the ships before so that they couldn't go home. You know, it was either they were going to conquer that island. Or they were going to die, essentially. There yep. was no other options. And so they call this process burning the boats because once you, you cut off your other options and there is no plan B anymore, you, you know, plan A has to work. Like there's no, you, and you would be surprised at what we're able to accomplish with that mindset when there's no other option. It's, it's insane. Like I think we underestimate ourselves a lot as people, but we've got so we much do. hidden potential. Well, we do, and we've said that a lot of, many times in podca podcasts as well. That yeah, needs to be said again, man, because people we forget. Yeah, it's I so easy to, to forget that stuff, you know. We need we need to say it. We need to remind people that they are good enough as long as they put their mind into it. Mm. And yeah, people absolutely. forget that, and people forget that, and I'm I'm happy to remind people. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so even even if it even if they have it have to be the hard way sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. And, you know, people don't want to be reminded a lot of the time, especially if they know that they're in a slump. Like, oh, no, you know, when you when you're doing well, it's like people give you a piece of advice and like, you know, making sure that you stay on schedule it makes you feel good because you kind of are on schedule. So they're just kind of reaffirming that you're doing the right thing. But if you're not on schedule and they tell you to get a schedule, then it's like, well, you know, dude, I know, you know, I know what you're saying. But it's not as easy as you think, all right? <laughs> why do you why do you think I was uh, I was a little bit off with when you when you talked about wanting to discuss this topic? That's well, one of the reasons because I'm mm -hmm. off and I know it. But even though I know it, it's still and I'm willing to talk about it and I'm open about it. Of course, it's as you said. You still feel eh, when mm. when 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 it's when it's said to you, you know. But again, I uh, we need to hear it. We need to get uh, get told these things when we don't want to hear them because that's where they are most important to be. Yeah, man, that's one hundred percent it. So you know, getting into actual schedules, you know, what is it that yeah. that gets you to keep to one? So first, we'll talk about what you need and what I like. What I personally think you need, in my experience, and Rick, you can talk about what you believe you would need in order to actually stick to one and then we'll get into you know maybe some of the some of the templates i like to use in order to organize the things i've got to do and uh, maybe that'll give you some ideas as well and maybe maybe rick you could kind of add to my you know my template and improve it in some way that i haven't thought of yet you never know you know where the kind of like hive mind in this situation yeah, so we can kind of brainstorm ideas here but you know there's a lot of good ones and i tell you what i made an awesome discovery this year because i've been like i have been like you for a long time rick 
for like like literally up until like the past month or so you know january came in i was like you know what i am actually going to make these resolutions something meaningful and i'm going to achieve what i've set out to achieve this year because you know things are getting a little bit real now i mean i am getting older and there is things on the year-long schedule you know the the grand scheme of things that i want to achieve one day including starting that comic book company and the family at some point and that means i've got to you know get things happening with how to draw comics asap so i decided that you know i'll do up a schedule and i figured out well you know doing the superheroines course if i want to make that happen and get it done in a reasonable amount of time and the following courses after that i need to you know do at least five pages of script a day I need to get the illustrations and demos done within a certain amount of time. And I essentially wrote all of that down and listed it into a spreadsheet on Google Docs. Right? Yep. And uh, let's see now. I've actually got it open. I have it open every day. That's the first thing. I make sure I've got it open every single day. I've got it separated into days, months, and years as to what my goals are and where I need to be at. And... You know what I think the biggest thing was for me is on a long-term project, you don't get a whole lot of instant gratification, right? Like you've, if it's a big one, like a comic book, for example, or, you know, like this course I've been working on or, you know, anything else, it could be doing a new album. It could be working on a movie or what anything that's worth doing is going to take a little while to do. And so you don't get that instant gratification straight away. And there's nothing really to see for all the hours and the energy that you're putting in straight up. So motivation is very, very difficult to keep in those instances. And so what I thought I would do is is I got it into my head that if I fulfilled my tasks for the day, so for example, let's say Saturday the 12th, complete script draft for Glitch Inks, right? Probably means nothing to anybody else, but that was a a scripting draft that I was going to complete on the 12th. And if I completed it, what I would do is I would click on that cell and then I would highlight it in green, right? Like I'd green light it essentially. And then the next day I'd do the same thing. And it was almost like the instant gratification was came from that. Like just just the the looking forward to being able to tick that task off and green light it for the day was the thing that pushed me forward was the thing that motivated me it was like that almost became as much of the goal as the task itself and once i started That's weird, isn't it? it's super weird but you know a lot of people That's a little thing yeah well you know my partner was telling me she said you know you gotta see something for the work you've been doing you know you gotta put something out there and i'm like i can't it's it's not done yet and this was the next best thing because it kind of fulfilled that part of me that I knew I needed to keep pushing me forward. And then, you know, five days, ten days, it all starts building up and you see all these tasks greenlit and you actually see the mileage. You see the progress that you've made at that point. And mm-hmm. it's super, super cool to look at, you know, because I think the key really was knowing that I could complete those tasks and green light it that day because it meant that if I was able to I could do the same thing the next day and the day after that because I knew what my potential was and I knew that if I lived up to it every day I'd be able to complete what I've set out to do and you know once that momentum starts kicking in 
it it becomes easier and easier to stay on task. In fact, it becomes more and more uncomfortable not to, because you really don't want to not greenlight that task, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, exactly. Which was a huge discovery for me, man, because, you know, I never had that before. I'd make this, dude, I would plan it out. I'd make this giant list of things I needed to do. Problem was, is that I'd never complete them, and it'd throw, throw the schedule completely out of whack. First it was days delayed, then it was weeks delayed, and then months delayed. And everything just, you know, crumbled to the ground. All it did, and uh, and all that helped was just bring you further and further down mentally. It does. Rather than, rather than pu- push you up. A schedule, in my opinion, isn't made to bring you down. It's made to help you mentally be be above and push push you further yeah man. not bring you down and if it if, and if a schedule brings it it brings you down you're doing it wrong yeah you gotta you gotta reschedule it in a way especially if the tasks that you're setting are just not realistically going to be completed within that given amount of time but at the same time you know it was there's days when i can only when i can when i've got five things to do but I can only do three things. And then there's other days when I can get seven of those things done, right? So yeah. when, when you know exactly how much you can get, do, get done, you know that it's just a matter of, wait a second, that there's something going on with my process here. It's not that I can't get it done. It's my approach. It's the way I'm thinking about it. And once you're able to kind of go, well, hey, maybe I just need to loosen up a little bit here and have some fun, and you see that, oh, damn, you, like time's flying, the work's getting done, and you're doing way more than you thought you could, then you know that you need to make sure that you're in that mindset for the next day so that you can pull up the same amount of work. Because it depends on the mindset sometimes. Like if you're just not in the mood to do it, and it's a chore, and it's a task, and it, you feel like you're, you think it's difficult, it's actually not that difficult, but you feel like it is. Like it's just going to be, you're just dreading it because you know it's going to take all day to do then it will take all day to do and you probably won't even complete what you set out to, to do. So, yeah, man, I, I found that this to be one of the most um, eye-opening experiences that I had. And uh, I think it was the missing link because a lot of people say, hey, you need a schedule. But doing up a schedule isn't enough. Exactly. You also, well, it's easier said, to end, uh, said than done mm. because it is, you can, you can easily put up a set up a schedule, but you still need the damn mindset to keep uh, keep at it and keep it up. And the first few times, like everything else, you're gonna fail because you will at everything, pretty much. Like you did as an artist uh, when you were younger. Yeah. Like you probably still do. Like we all do, still do. You will fail, but sooner rather than later, you'll come up with methods that makes things easier for you to to not fail as much mm. it's not about completely succeeding it's about failing as little as possible yeah pretty i know much. that sound that i know that can be turned around to sound demotivating but it, it's actually not because failing is something it's something you do in life in order to learn mm. And I so think, learn to yeah. so learn to fail as little as possible. Yeah, you can't let that bring you down because failure is just a part of everything. If yeah. uh, if you tap out just because you failed at something, 
uh, you, you, there's very few things that you're going to achieve in life and see through to the end because failure is just an inevitable thing that's going to happen throughout that process. And that's why there's a lot of people who actually don't fulfill the things that they've set out to do. They don't realize their visions to the epitome of what they could be because they simply, you know, they run into that first obstacle. They can't get through it. They think that it doesn't work or they're just not good enough. And it's, that's where mm. they stop, you know. But all of these things, there's dips and valleys, right? And what matters most is that when you're right down in that valley and you're finding it super difficult to get out, you know, most people who get to that point, they don't. They essentially don't go beyond that. But the people who do succeed, they're the ones who make it out of the valley and reach the peak again. And this time, the peak is even greater. It's even higher than before. And that's where success rests at that at that exactly. next peak essentially because we all start out with this huge amount of motivation you know that's the first kind of hill of, of of motivation and inspiration that we feel and that's what gets us started you know that's the fire that key, that gets us to initiate the process of heading toward that goal but then ultimately what kicks in then is like the uh the lack of novelty the reality that damn, I'm going to be working on this thing every single day for the next month, for the next year, and sometimes for the next decade, depending on what it is. You know, if it's it's a long-going comic book series, then you're going to be drawing that same character, writing those same stories for an extremely long period of time. Now, it's not a motivation that gets you through those, those, uh, those times. It's going to be your dedication and the amount of discipline that you've got and that's what all of this comes down to is discipline and what i mean by that is when you say that you're going to do something and you tell yourself that you're going to do it you don't you can't even comprehend the impact that that has on your mental well-being when you don't fulfill that task that promise that you've told to yourself if you don't complete that thing that you set out to do that day and you said to yourself that you were going to do it, then you essentially lied to yourself. And there's part of you there that just, it's very difficult now to believe yourself when you say you're going to do something, to depend on yourself to do it, right? And it gets harder and harder every time you lie to yourself. 100%. It's like you have no, you have no self-trust anymore because you've betrayed that trust so many times. And I know that sounds overly dramatic, but you've got to contrast with that with you know if you do actually complete those goals imagine the like when you when you see that you've been you know racking up those hours and you've been ticking those tasks off the list and you've been doing that in a row consistently i mean you just know you just have a hundred percent faith that tomorrow you're going to do the same thing next week you're going to do the same thing and that it's just a matter of time before that goal is realized it's not a matter of if anymore it's a matter of when and that's yeah. an amazing feeling to have. It's much better than the feeling of doubt one has when, you know, they're always kind of, you know, putting their, their tasks that they need to do on the back burner and never really getting anywhere, or at least as far as they intend to with their work. I got a good, I got a, I got an example of that, of how I push myself forward to, mm. to, to continue, to continue to want to succeed and stop lying to myself as much as I have in the past because we all have. 
course. It would be fool. It would be foolish to say no. I've I've never lied to myself because we have. But my greatest feeling is when I can deliver deliver a completed commission in time, and I don't have to go, and I haven't had to contact the the, the, the customer and say, hey, I'll, I'll have to take another uh, two days on this, but I can complete it on time. And mm. then get their reactions, even just from text. Even if I don't, it didn't, uh, it didn't end up exactly as I wanted wanted it to be. But their yeah. reaction is my, is almost as good as the actual payment. I, I, not saying I can do it for free. I got mouth feet after all, but it, it's basically the same. I, I wouldn't be able to continue to do it if I didn't get that. That's my inst. That's my. Uh, that's the gratification I look forward to every time I start a piece of work. So in in that in that that sense, hmm. I I must I I do have when I, when I finally start a project, I I I have I have it really tight scheduled out. But unlike you, I. D- I don't have a whole year scheduled out, and that's why I'm failing right now at even even sharing uh, sharing stuff properly because I don't have a schedule where that's proper where where I'm doing it. If you know what I mean. Totally, man. And look, I failed recently uh, with the superheroines course in a way because that was supposed to come out um, was December, right? Right mm. around Christmas time. Um, maybe yeah. a little bit earlier than that. I think it was the 1st of December, to be honest. Or no, it was the 15th or so. And anyway, yeah, you said that. Yeah. anyway it got delayed till March because I just wasn't going to happen. Just wasn't going to do it. Didn't have a schedule at the time. And, mm. you know, the, as you know, Superheroines course, I created a whole new list of people for that. The VIP list of interest who, who, of people who really were looking forward to that course and getting it at that time. And I had to email them mm. out and let them know, hey guys, look, I'm as excited as you to get this course out, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen for months. And that was a real letdown for them. And I could tell. And there was a few people who emailed me back and messaged me and, and told me about how much of a letdown they felt it was as well. And that just sucked. It was like, at that point, you know, if I say it's going to be March now, it's got to be March. And well, now you have no choice, man. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm not just letting them down. I'm letting myself down as well. It's that whole... You're like, lying to yourself. Exactly. That self-trust. That self... Um, oh, you know, re- reputation you've created for yourself yeah. within. And, yeah, self-reliance. Exactly, man. And, you know, I think about the courses that I want to do in the future. If I want to get them done in a realistic amount of time and actually you know, make this a business of some kind, which it really isn't. It's a labor of love at the moment and has been for a long time. Um, I'm, I've got to, I've got to get this schedule happening and I've got to make sure that I stick to it and that I'm on a roll with it. But I like what you said about the commissions because a hundred percent deadlines come innate with commissions. You know, people are going to hire you to do a piece of work for them and they expect it to be done within a certain amount of time. And if you promise yeah. to have it done within that time, then you've got to make sure that you deliver because, again, it's all about that reputation. If you're somebody who doesn't deliver, especially 
say it's a comic book commission where you're expected to do yeah. a bunch of pencils for within a certain amount of time so that the inker can get onto it so that the colorist can get onto it and then you don't meet that deadline then all of a sudden you set them back as well everyone else is dependent on you and of course you feel like a failure after that it's it's terrible for morale but but in a, in a sense you are because you're not just letting yourself down there mm. you're letting every other indi- individual artist down yeah, hundred percent, man. As well, that's so it. the ego, the ego you have as an artist is also being, being attacked as di- and 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 wrecked as as directly as they come because now it's not just you, it's 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 other artists as well, and with the internet these days, if that happens too much, oh, it it'll be hurt and it would be hurt fast. It is hurt. And I have seen artists where, you know, they've been delayed on their commission by a year, you know, if not if not months, it's by years, and that's literally. And, you know, people let them know about it. They jump onto their profile page, their art page, and they say, hey, dude, like, you know, I paid you yeah. for this commission a year ago, and I still haven't seen Jack for it, so what's going on? And, dude, that is, like, publicly humiliating when that happens. I can only imagine how the artist would feel but also we got to understand it from the customer's point of view as well you know they're frustrated because they pay you for work yeah they, they kept you. their end of the bargain you know if you pay if you pay a baker to make a cake for your birthday if that doesn't uh, get made to to your uh, on your birthday mm. the baker is gonna have to both apologize and pay you uh, pay you right back because that's the baker's job and the artist should be held with the same, and 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 a commission artist should be held held with the same responsibility. Yeah, absolutely, man. So you know, having a schedule is important, but it does come back to the whole like, well, how do I balance that out with the level of quality that I want to deliver within my work? Because that was the thing with the superheroines course, right? Like, I knew that I could have, I could have t- taken the easy route. And done a half-ass job on it, or I could have put everything I had into it and spent a little bit longer. So you know, that's a thing. This stuff can no, always get sleep. done in a small amount of time. I couldn't, but y- you, you know, couldn't. You couldn't half-ass it. Don't don't if, lie. If I could let go <laughs> of of needing to to make it the level of quality that I want it to be at, sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I mean, when people watch that course. The fact what they're going to get out of it means way more to me than you know how great I feel or they feel about me getting it out on time. I mean, I would love to have both actually, which is why I got this schedule happening. But you know, in the instance where I had to delay it, it was just one of those times where hey, you know, I could rush this. I could give give half of it away now, but ultimately at the end of the day. It just wouldn't be what I'd envisioned it to be. And it wouldn't be as beneficial to the students. They wouldn't really see any noticeable change or growth or as much as they would have. So it's about the impact that I wanted to leave, right? And every artist wants to leave some level of impact on the work that they create. I mean, why why else are we artists? It's there's easier ways to make money than than doing art, than being a comic book artist. The reason that we're not stuck at a desk job all day or, you know, behind, you know, the McDonald's counter 
and some of us are definitely you know we've we've all got to have that side jo- job as like a coffee barrister or whatever right but barista i should say yeah but or or uh, the, a checkout chick or whatever but at the end of the day <gasps> really what we do is we we go home and or while we're at work we think about the things that we're going to create and that's much more meaningful you know money money is pretty empty otherwise getting things out on time doesn't really matter if you don't really care about it that much you know i've heard uh i hear about this all the time you hear people who have the uh sixty thousand dollar a year like full-time job uh you know they're building up their career and then they leave it and they're like i'm so glad that i left it you know i'm on minimum wage now but i've saved more money somehow because i bought less clothes and traveled less you know, no longer am I five grand in debt, but I'm actually like, you know, I've moved back home to my mum's basement and I'm working on my comic book now and I'm just saving heaps of money. You know, I'm not I'm not yeah, buying coffee yeah. every day and I'm not I'm not buying food every day. I'm not tra- spending money on travel. I'm just I mean Yeah. Yeah, we we got a story uh, recently here in Denmark about a uh, high a high, a, a really high earning. I think he was a lawyer. One of, one of the co- country's uh, biggest paid lawyer firms. That just suddenly decided to okay, here uh, this 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 way of living it was too scheduled for us. It was like tick tick tick. There would uh, there was always work. There was no place we had. We had uh, we had two children that we never really saw except for when it was saying good night, hmm. and that was only that was only because we felt obliged to as parents instead of we instead of the feel of we wanted to because we were so stressed about work. They decided to just you know what, we got a we got we got we got a little saving. Let's let, let's well, let's fucking move uh, let's fucking move to Sweden out out in nowhere. And buy a hut out 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 nowhere and start living there more casually, and they did, and everything just changed almost immediately for them. Mm. Like they yeah. become more healthier, they become became more family oriented, and everything just became what life should be in the uh, in the lawyer's eyes, as he told it. As as he felt life should be like, definitely. So, so that was just to strengthen your point with a with a with an example I recently heard that yeah you you need to you need to find what to do in order to both get things done that you need to, but also be able to. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and your life while you can. Yeah, because you know, there's the one thing that's more valuable than money, and and money isn't even that valuable to be honest. It varies. But a it's lot. needed. It's needed. It is needed. But the one thing that that is much more valuable, and yeah. and you know, that that we just completely forget about is our time, because time you can't make more of it's a limited commodity you've got a certain amount of time of which you can pull off the dreams that you want to you want to realize in life and the thing is is the way that you're spending that time if it's 
again, doing something that you don't love for 40 hours a week, when you combine mm. that over a year, it's it's just, it's unbelievable, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I, I would much, I came to the conclusion a long time ago that I would much rather, if I can just make the minimum amount of money that I need to make so that I can draw all day, you know, if I can just make enough money to perpetuate what I love doing on a, on a daily basis, then I am fine. I don't need to be rich. I don't need to be uh, in the, the higher upper class or even the middle class. I can be in the you lower just have class. You survive. Exactly. And, yeah. and you know what? It's not that, that I want to be in a place where, you know, I'm on the side of the road drawing and, and begging for money. Of course not. You know, I'm, I'm wow. a practical dude to an extent. But at the same time, I think that it's important to get your priorities straight. Of course, we do need that base sum of money in order to pay the rent, pay the bills, look after the family. You've got to put those things first sometimes because mm -hmm. one thing more important than time and money is your family, you know, and, and making sure that they're looked after, at least in my opinion. Um, yep. Some people might disagree with that. I had no idea, but, you know, ultimately... You know, that's what you need in order to be happy at the end of the day, I think. You need to be doing what you love and be able to look after your family. And if you can have those two things in life, at least, you are set. Like, you you don't really need more than that. You know what? Uh, some days ago, you you added a picture to your story where you were sitting and having fun with a pint or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like... I was like, "Wow, this is this is, this this is a good guy. This is a good Clayton to see." Yeah, I can do that sometimes. You I know, mean, let loose. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying you never did that before, but I mean, a simple picture like that is is good to see. And I'm like, you sh you sh you should or you should strive to be able to do that more and still be able to deliver and and earn a good income mm. because that picture kind of like be that picture in itself kind of said said more than it were perhaps meant to if you know what i mean if you if you think deeper into it which i did because i was overtired and <laughs> and everything else like well yeah. this is what we this is what we've been talking about before before that you needed to needed to to get better at get better at mm. getting out and all that and i could easily see that it was good for you so that's an also a good example that I wanted to bring up that it's it's needed for everybody to have a schedule that both demands a lot of attention at work but also demands if not equal at least close <laughs> to as much enjoyment of life. Yeah, totally, man, because you've got to kind of schedule the rest of that in as well, you know. It's you can't be otherwise you get an unbalance in life mm -hmm. and it's almost like you're always you're always trying to get that right scale happening you do want to focus on your work but you also don't want to neglect your family and your partner and your friends because otherwise you'll complete all the work and they won't be there anymore right you don't mm -hmm. want to neglect your health you need to look after your health so you got to schedule time in for that as well you got to schedule time in for sleep you got to schedule time in for eating you can't just live off coffee all day. You know, I came to realize that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But seriously, man, yeah, it was it was really great to get out. And I'll tell you the truth. I used to get out way more. Um, this year, I've barely gotten out at all because of that the schedule that I've set for myself, you know, 
try to get out at least once a week to see a good friend and make sure that I spend another day with the partner and and make sure I'm there for them and, and really am present and try to disconnect myself from the work as best I can. It's hard for me to do sometimes, but I try. And, you know, I think it's important to surround yourself with people who are going to build you up, who are going to re-inspire you when you do feel a little bit burnt out because by the end of the week, you kind of do get to that place where you just, you know, your brain is, is literally like, it's almost like, when your computer kind of overheats and shuts down. That's how your brain feels by the end of the week. Like it's fatigued mentally. And maybe even you're physically fatigued if you've been, if you're starting to develop RSI in your wrist from drawing or typing too much. Um, but yeah, man, I, I used to catch up with like huge groups of people. I just get them all together. I was the dude who would give them the call and make them come out because they were sitting at home for too much. But now it's the other way around where, uh, yeah. you know, I really I really got to make sure that I make time for that. And I probably will, you know, after the Superheroines course comes out. I'll have a big party once that once that comes out. But for now, I'll, it's... I'll come, to, I'll come to Katanka Creed and celebrate with you. Totally. I mean, you've got to have those... You've got to ho have those bouts of immersion, right? Where you're fully, yeah. fully immersed in the task at hand because you can't be... In those instances, it can't be half and half. You've got to go all in because... You know, just being half there isn't going to work. It's just not going to get where, it done. And that's where scheduling comes uh, comes into play. Mm. And that's why I felt it was important to mention that don't just schedule your work. Schedule your schedule your free time as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. As much as it, as much as it sounds weird to do, but that's that's needed because else you can easily forget real life because you become too immersed in mm. in your work yeah absolutely in, in saying that you know there's a lot of things as well that can be you know taken out of that schedule that we include in there like watching too much youtube like jumping on facebook like all social media when you're in work mode uh you mm. gotta you gotta make sure that you are ignoring that stuff completely and one thing i guess yeah Okay. I just I just subscribe to audible.com and I've never really been into listening to books I'd rather read them myself you know yeah but I really sitting and drawing I really started enjoying it more than listening just to just listening to music but because I like reading books but I've never I never really have the time mm. anymore right totally so just having that audible and this is not sponsored by the way but it's <laughs> audible to come you get you get everything almost you you want to listen to you put that up and someone does the reading for you and you still get the whole idea and pictures in your head you imagine from listening to it while you work awesome. so you actually so you do do work Whilst you do you do something yourself that you like, which is getting involved in 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 reading in in books you want to read or in this case listen to. Yeah, you learn. So that's so that's a balance of of work and interests at the, uh, work and something you want at the same time, right there. Yeah. 100% man that's one thing that uh, I've missed about drawing as much is you know it, it was always really cool to listen to I listen to this podcast called Radio Lab 
and mm. they would have all these like really interesting stories about um, these scientific discoveries that were being made or just weird little things within nature and biology that you'd never even you'd never even have thought of and they just kind of mm. tell you about it right and explain it but it's very novel very strange and interesting stuff um, you know yeah. different experiences that people have had and you know you just sit there and listen to this and and it's almost like you get to have another experience an extra experience while you're in the process of drawing that's what I love about it because yep. when you think back to that illustration you were working on you kind of think back to that you know that podcast episode you were listening to who knows maybe our listeners are even listening to us right now while they're doing up an artwork if you are oh, yeah. leave a comment in the comment section yeah. below this <laughs> this track yeah. we'd love to know don't just let don't just let chris take all the comments in the comments guys you you're allowed to comment as well not saying that chris should stop because i absolutely love his comments but you guys should jump on as well we are gonna answer and we are gonna read yeah. but to be honest when it comes to listening to stuff i really don't like podcasts don't you no no i can't listen to them while i'm while I'm uh, while I'm working because I can't because the, if they're goofing around and having fun mm. while doing it I, and I start laughing yeah I always lose where I'm working at so it has to be something monotone that don't get me like really emotionally excited uh, like happy and laughter I can't mm. well, I, I can't listen uh, I started trying to listen to to uh, different stand-up comedies, just listening to them, even though it's video, I just listened to them while I work, and I just couldn't do it. So I can't listen to podcasts while I work. There you go. Um, you know, just in the the last five minutes or so before we wrap up, one other thing I will mention when it comes to sticking to your schedules that's going to help you out big time is batching tasks together. So batching. Batching. So what that means is, say that you've got, you say that the today, right? You've you've got planned your work, you know. Maybe you mm. maybe you've got to complete an illustration. Let's say maybe you got to ink it up. Yeah. You know, that's your task of the day: ink up yesterday's pencils. Yeah. You know, the thing, the best way to approach that is to make sure that you're not interrupting your flow, your work mode, in inking with other things that you need to do throughout the day. So for example, it might be washing the dishes, washing your clothes, going to the gym, meditating, um, you know, brushing your teeth, having a shower, that kind of stuff. Because if you're doing that every, you know, hour, every two hours, even every half hour, that's going to take you out of the zone and cause a kind of uh a, it's going to break again. It's going to break your flow, and it's just going to make it that much more difficult to rem- to keep focus. your momentum. Yeah, and attention. Yeah, exactly. So the best thing that you can do is to try and batch those menial tasks together. In other words, have a shower, brush your teeth at the same time, then uh, do the meditation. Try to batch those things together. Maybe you go to gym as well in that kind of time span. Um, and then maybe you do all your work for the day, and then later on that night, you know, you wash the dishes, do your washing, hang that out, and then go to bed, right? How about how about meditating in the shower while you brush? Yeah, save even more time. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I mean, that's like that's like merging tasks together. 
<laughs> yeah, that's good. That's not batching. That's merging. Exactly. Uh, but you know what I mean. And that has yeah. really worked out in a big way for me. In fact, if someone comes to me while I'm in my work zone and they say, uh, "Hey, Clayton, could you please uh, do this for me or do that for me? Can you remember to do that?" I will get annoyed by that because it kind of takes my mind off of what I'm doing and causes my focus to split. And once that happens, it's very difficult for me to just, you know, to have the focus that I need to make sure that I stay back on the tasks that I've dedicated myself to for the day. Um, so yeah, that's probably one of my biggest tips that I could give you. Make sure that when you set up your schedule, you've got some something there to give you that, that little boost of confidence, uh, that little boost of um, gratification. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's gonna, it's going to encourage you to keep moving forward. And, you know, one thing about us humans is that when we do things consistently enough, we tend to continue doing them, you know, because mm -hmm. it's just, it, it becomes habitual after a while and, and it's, it becomes normal, you know, it becomes normal yeah. to tick the task off for the day that you set out to do every day. And so the more that you can do it, in other words, the easier it's going to get. The more habitual it will get. You won't even have to think about it after a while. Well, All you'll have to do is just tick it off at the end of the day. Well, that's what we are. That's what we learn as children after all as well. Like brushing your teeth. That's habitual now after all. That's that's yeah. not something you have to like kick yourself in the ass every day to remember. It's just something you do yeah, most man. of the time at least because you learned as a child that that's something you need to do and you learned it so much so that it's just become habitual as an example totally. so you can make pretty much everything habitual for you i started i started in january to start wake up every morning with a freezing cold shower mm. oh yeah i get i gave up i i gave up two days after because that was just stupid but the example is if I had continued that, <laughs> it would have been habitual. No, honestly, honestly, it's funny that you bring that up because in a weird way, I did the exact same thing. I, but uh, you didn't stop, did you? Well, no, I didn't. No, I, I did because there, that was just stupid. There were a few days where I was like, yeah. mm, you know, I'll have a warm shower just because I'm going out somewhere and, you know, I, I can't be bothered. But on the days when I needed to work, I, I would yeah. have a list of things that I needed to do in order to feel accomplished, right? To get the momentum of accomplishment going. So instead of putting my alarm clock on snooze in the morning, I'd get out of bed because that's a win, right? That's my first snooze win. Snooze is your enemy. Yeah, exactly. But if I get out on time and I get straight to work, that is, an, that is my first win for the day. If I do a short workout after that, that's a second win. If I have the cold shower, that's a third win. After that, I'm winning, man. I am winning for that day. It's not hard to keep on winning with, you know, the schedule that I've got to do in order to get my work done. So it's kind of like, you know, in other words, if you do the opposite instead and you hit the alarm on snooze, that's your first loss for the day, you know. That becomes habitual as well. Exactly, man. It, and it really does set the pace. So same, same thing with your schedule, man. Like if you don't tick things off every day, if you do kind of, you know, if you're too relaxed with getting these tasks done, don't think that that won't become a habit because it definitely will. You know, you just oh, I know. get into the I habit know. of not completing stuff. I know. If if I have to be honest here, and that this is me being dead honest, when it just comes to doing 
noble chores. I'm, I can be lazy as fuck to say that's not nicely because I've never made it an, a habit to make proper food for myself daily. Like still, even though I'm 32, I still don't cook daily for myself. I do cook sometimes, but not as much as I want to. And that's again a habit that I I should work on also because it it will help me in the long run after all. But as a, just an example to what you were saying, those kind of habits is also good things to have and keep up with and start learning those simple habits because if you can if you can handle those then the other habits that you have to push into in on yourself in order to do your schedule properly becomes easier to, for you to do instead of you having to drag yourself up from the very gutter if you know what i mean mm. having all, already having have habits that you're proud of and that's strong with you and you do daily then it becomes easier to do, to put to put in a, one more habit and then one more and then one more and then the schedule becomes easy for you yeah totally man all right so we've got uh we are at time now it has been exactly one hour man so uh it's time to oh. to call today's episode a wrap but it has been a good one, hasn't it? I've had a good time. How about you, man? Oh yeah, I have. I, I, I believe we could have maybe been more on topic, but I like just to, uh, to just have uh, have have like a minor topic to focus on and just talk and have fun with it. But but I do definitely believe that we also delivered some good advice. I at think least so. I did. I did at least. I know I did. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Cool, I, I I just I just want to end it with like a like a saying my father used to tell me we as we talked about before about failure my father always said failure is always an option but it, it takes it it takes it take it just takes strength to not choose it yeah. or something like that in Danish <laughs> it sounded much better much better huh no I get it. But, I get it. Yeah, failure like there, there's always the easy failure way. Not, failure, yeah, failure is always an option, but it takes strength to not use it, uh, to not take it. Totally. Of course, yeah, man. That, makes sense, good, right? that is a good way to, to end the show. I've got to say, have you got any other announcements you wanted to say? or? Not right now. i got a schedule to make. That's right. You do. Most definitely. And uh, look, to the listeners out there who have joined us for the length of this episode, thanks so much for sticking with us. Hopefully this has kind of inspired you to maybe think about creating your own schedule and uh, setting those deadlines for yourself so that you can get things done on time. Because, you know, here's the major advantage is that when you've got a schedule, you spend, things take less time than they would have taken. That's just the reality of it, right? Because you could spend forever on that one task if you really wanted to. It'd be, it's very difficult to call anything done, especially when you just want to keep on working on it. But, you know, if you want to get things done within a reasonable amount of time, all you got to do is create a schedule and stick to it. And what's really cool is, you know, with my Super Heroines course that I've been working on, you know, I want to get it out March 1st. It's coming to you March 1st, right? But here's the thing. All I've got to do is make sure that I keep ticking off those tasks every day, and it will, right? It's not, it's not a guessing game anymore. 
And the same will be true for you as well, whether you're working on that comic book or that next illustration or you're trying to complete that commission. As long as you just keep going through that schedule, it will get done 100% of the time. And with that, I'll leave it there. Thanks so much for listening. Rick, thank you so much for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure, man. And uh, yeah, until next time, guys, keep on practicing. <laughs>